0: two in your face (laughs) the enthusiasm is just incredible i'm excited man i'm very excited too um you are listening to the outcast dregs podcast i am chris beg i'm dalton whiskey and this time we are not live no this is an off week off week fortnight yes Although, if you are listening to America in... Oh, listening to America. Listening in America, a fortnight is every two weeks.
1: No one's listening to America at the moment. No
0: one. Well, actually, everyone's listening. No one's paying attention. <laughs> <Yeah. Yes. laughs>
1: that country is on the brink of civil war.
0: Uh, I, th- I think they're going to bring the whole world down with them. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... It's, they, they, they're going to make the Fallout games a prophecy. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. A- I yeah uh, I feel I feel awkward talking about that without
1: Shane here. Yes, to yes. Chime in with his opinions.
0: Yes, um, Shane would have had many many opinions <laughs> on that, and it would have been very entertaining. It definitely would have been. <laughs> uh, one thing I did notice is last week we forgot to plug ourselves. We did, yeah. the At- the most arguably the most crucial part. The most crucial part is where you can find us, and we managed to. Fuck that up. That's, <laughs> we can't do the most simple things. Yeah,
1: it's still early days. Well, thats I guess that's just another part of us being dregs.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, Plus, the most simple stuff. I did have two beers. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, But if you do want to find us, you can check out our website at outcastdregs.com or follow us on Twitter at Outcast Dregs. Uh, we're also on Facebook at slash Outcast dregs. Yes, we are.
1: I really should. I wish i you haven't, you haven't even liked that page. You haven't even liked that page.
0: Oh, man. I, gave- I made you an
1: administrator. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I did. I'll, I have to get on that straight away. <laughs> I gave us a nice plug yesterday.
0: You did. I Facebook. did see that. I did see that. It was very um, plugtastic. We had three likes on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... Uh, I never get any kind of good response on things. I'll put up like a joke. Like I'll write a one line on Facebook and there'll be, it'll be like 62 people like this. And then five minutes later, I'll write like, Hey, the new episode of the weekly forecast. And it's like two people. I'm like, yeah. I know you're
0: seeing it. <laughs> no, I I get the exact same thing. Yeah. I I a joke I put up the other day, I think it was on like 50, 50 likes. Yeah. And then, then I put up something that's not a joke and it won't get any attention whatsoever.
1: Yeah. yeah I'll put up like dates. it will be like, Hey guys, I'm, Doing comedy at the Dog and Parrot Tanaka and just nothing. Nothing at all.
0: Seen by 800 people. <laughs> <And just laughs> no response. Uh, speaking of which, um, do you have any gigs coming up?
1: I do. I've got uh, September 3rd at the Villanusa Hotel with Greg Fleet. Uh, if you just Google Dalton Whiskey Mosh Ticks, you can find tickets for that. $19 each. So please come along
0: and validate me. Nice plug. Thanks, man. Very nice plug. <laughs> I'm doing a Leukemia Charity Foundation at the Coomera Tavern this Saturday night, September 3rd. That's very respectable. Yeah, I I, I do quite a few charity gigs, actually. Um, Are you doing Leukemia material? Uh no, I thought I might contract leukemia before it so I could have some real-world experience <laughs> so you could be it? relatable. Yeah, you know, just so <laughs> I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's not going to be filled with, the crowds not going to be filled with people that have leukemia. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you know? I don't know
1: why I thought of it like that but that's how I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's, and I always find like these things like where they're just, like um a charity for domestic violence. Yeah. And you know, a charity for cancer. And it's like uh, uh, we're not supporting the cause it's like yeah, that's, that's donate exactly right. donate to violence against women well <laughs> no yeah <laughs> i'm against violence for women for, against oh fuck me <laughs> i'm just d- digging myself into this hole <laughs> <and I> just, <laughs> i've
1: only i've only ever done one charity gig before and for the life of me i cannot remember what the charity was no. i can't I'm like not even <laughs> i can't remember the theme of what the charity was although I, I know it was for rebel fm but i have <laughs> no idea what I was supporting. That's um must have been very memorable. <laughs> it was a horrible show. Nothing against Rebel FM or the venue or anything, but um they double booked the function room that we were meant uh... to be in and it was during schoolies, so there were a thousand drunk people downstairs.
0: That's terrible. Yeah. The way
1: uh who was it I think it was Michael Bennett um said that it was like trying to talk inside a washing machine. <laughs> it was the whole vibe there. It was horrible. It was just a thousand hecklers. And but there was just there was this one pocket of like seven people right in the front who were really supportive and they were really into the show. But the rest of it was just chaos. That's crazy. It was a nightmare. <laughs> it's one of the one of the few hell gigs that I've done in my in my time.
0: My first the first charity gig I did was for mental health week. Yeah. And it was at um Bond Uni. And it was basically just full of like doc, student doctors and Yeah. And after I got off stage, they're like, "Your material? You, did you write new material for this? Because this is like really well suited to this." It's like, "No, I'm, I'm just depressed." Yeah, if you bring
1: a comedian to a mental health rally,
0: that's, you're gonna get <laughs> some
1: gold out of that. It's,
0: it's like, yeah, yeah, it's comedians and mental health rallies are just perfect. Yeah, it's, I was, it's a marriage
1: made in heaven. I was talking to uh, to a Brisbane favourite Sam Bowden.
0: Ah, uh, good old at, Sammy
1: at the Cecil Hotel when we had a gig, and uh, and he said the great thing about about being a comedian and talking to comedians is that you can meet a comedian for the first time. Just be like, hey, nice to meet you. Shake their hands and be like, how many times have you tried to commit suicide? And they'll be like, <laughs> four. Here's a funny story about number two. <laughs> uh,
0: it's so true though. Yeah, it's, it's a so lot true. like that. You know, and when I, when I try and do stuff like that when I'm at work, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll, I'll go out for a cigarette or something and, the, and they'll be like, I'll be like, I'm, I'm just going to go kill myself. Yeah, and they'll get all serious. And I'll, I actually had one time I had them have someone follow me out, oh, just to make sure I wasn't going to do anything
1: stupid. Yeah, it's a bit problematic because you get used to uh, you get used to talking to comedians and and conversing with other comedians, and you know not that you try to one up each other, but you know everyone tries to be funny and as funny as possible to make yeah. each other laugh. And then you get too used to that. So then when you talk to a group of people who don't understand that level of like comedic satire between friends and stuff like that and you make like the suicide joke or like i made a joke on something about cutting up my blue card i had to cut up my blue card because i was still using it but it was out of date or something like that and they didn't they didn't realize that i was just making like a horrible joke and i'm like "Oh, are you serious that's disgusting i'm like no that didn't actually happen
0: so yeah you i found that you have to be a lot more aware when you're around people that aren't comedians because yeah. <laughs> otherwise you can get yourself into a lot of trouble
1: yeah it's like, it's, it's sort of the same thing. Like, if you hang around musicians heaps, if you talk to someone who's not a musician after hanging out with musicians for two weeks and you're listening to a song and you're like, oh, how's the timbre? They're not going to know <laughs> what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> oh, the mix on this sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's a mix.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. like the way they've side chained this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> too much compression in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spot the nerds. Yeah.
1: I think, is, 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 is this like a nerd podcast? Yeah, it can be. I need I need like a nerd outlet in my life. This
0: this is gonna be a nerd outlet. That's this is this I think the whole idea behind this podcast is that anything that can happen it's it's just gonna be very organic.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: No no planning, no editing. Just Yeah. Whatever gets recorded gets recorded. It's there. We make fools of ourselves. Well, we do that every day anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's it's there for the thirty people to listen to. <laughs> yeah, thirty six. Yes, thank you very much all I'm going to say it's probably about 32, because...
1: Yeah, I've listened to it three times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it once, just to make sure it was on.
1: Yeah. I, man, this week I've been getting my nerd on pretty good.
0: What have you... What, what's, what nerd have you been getting on this week? Um, What's like, his name? Pretty much... <laughs>
1: I've been seeing uh, like the dynamic between... First of all, there's what we were talking about just before we started with uh, the whole controversy about No Man's Sky. Ah,
0: yes. And people
1: are disappointed and they're wanting refunds and you know, uh, Steam, I think, in particular, are only giving out a certain amount of people refunds and now they've stopped or something. And, and you know, to the point where... Uh, when you go to buy No Man's Sky on Steam, above the Add to Cart button, there's a big message with a red border around it that says, this game does apply to our refund policy. Do not buy it if you, you know. <laughs> but um, have you seen any of the footage or hype about a game coming out called Star Citizen?
0: I've heard the name, but I can't
1: say that I've seen anything about it. It looks like the game that I've been waiting for since I was 10 years old. It's just, think of, um, it's like... It's like No Man's Sky in terms of like there's the whole planetary um, planetary uh, exploration and all that. Mm. But um, <clears throat> think of uh, maybe smash it in with like ma- like a bit of Mass Effect, a bit of um, like Deus Ex. Like it's just a it's basically just like a really cool looking in depth deep space MMORPG.
0: RPG. Oh, nice! And that actually sounds right up my alley as well.
1: Yeah, if you if you just jump on YouTube and search uh, Star Citizen, they've got an hour of uh, footage from the alpha or beta or whatever stage it's in. Uh, at the moment, and oh, I, I put it on just to watch like ten minutes. I ended up watching the whole hour. It's much mesmerizing. <laughs> it's so good. Also, the they go into space and have like this uh, space battle, and the way people die in it is fucking brutal. It looks horrible. It's just limp <laughs>
0: bodies just in space. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's epic. <laughs> See, uh, the this brings this is actually something I tried to bring up in the last podcast, but yeah, I kind of got. Overpowered Steamrolled by, <laughs> by Shane's politics Yes I could see where he was coming from When I, when I did bring this up yeah, He had many valid points He did um, But it was, it was the hype Yeah that does it. And I think this is This is what's ruining A lot of entertainment At the moment Is people are getting Too hyped up over things Yeah And their expectations Are getting too high
1: like, oh, I would instance, agree with that completely
0: For instance No Man's Sky Yeah, Everyone got So hyped up for it Thinking it was going to be The best game ever and they expected the world. And in, whenever you expect the world, you're always going to be disappointed.
1: Yeah. Ever since I was about 17, 18 years old, my whole life philosophy, philosophy has been never get your hopes up. And if you keep your standards nice and
0: low, you'll never be disappointed. Exactly. Don't reach for the stars. Yeah. Because then you'll, you know, reach for the trash can. It's easier. It's close. Yeah. You live in a constant
1: state of like blissful. Uh, Surprise! If you keep your standards low, because then everything's constantly going to be better than you expected.
0: Actually, I was reading um in a book because of my anxiety and stuff. I've read a lot of those books on how to be calm and stuff like that.
1: I need to read those books. Yeah,
0: I've (laughs) check out my bookshelf. It's like a whole whole (laughs) shelf just dedicated to them. Uh, But I was reading this this one book, and in it, the guy's talking about how he was he had to write something for this this lady in Papua New Guinea. And he forgot about it and forgot about it. And then yeah. six months later or something, he did it. And he, he went up to her and he's apologizing. He's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. She goes, Oh, I'm just surprised you gave it to me. I wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> and he's like, Why? She, and she goes, Because when you expect things, you get disappointed. Yeah. When you don't that's expect true. things, you get surprised. Yep. And I'm yeah. like, That's a really good philosophy to live by. Yeah, I like it. It's uh,
1: whether the glass is half full or half empty. It doesn't matter if you just don't give a fuck
0: about the glass. Exactly. I'm more concerned about what's in the glass. Yeah. You know, <laughs> is, it, is it something that's going to inebriate me? Uh,
1: yeah, no, I think you're really, really right with the with the hype thing. Like, even, like an interesting angle that I realised from it. Uh, have you seen that Netflix original, uh, Stranger Things?
0: No, but I've heard so much about it. Yeah, yeah like, it's getting, like, hyped as fuck. And,
1: like, I, it's one of the shows that I sat down and binge-watched. Mm-hmm. And I watched the whole season, which, by the way, it's a great show. Go and watch it. It's like a nine out of 10, 10 out of ten. Well written, well presented, amazing show. Even still, like the the hype was way more than the you know people saying it's the best show of all time and oh, this show's gonna change. It's just a really
0: great show. Like yeah. it's yeah. not innovating. But then it's <clears> the exact it's the exact same thing that happened with um. With Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. Because they got so overhyped that by the time people got to see the movies, they were expecting this massive, epic, best movie ever, and then they got what they got. Yeah. And they were like, well, that's not what I wanted.
1: Yeah, because they were, they were hyped up as meant to be these, like, you know, filmic revelations. They, they, like, at the end of the day, they're just superhero movies, and it's rare that superhero movies are groundbreaking.
0: Well, well I think Marvel have had a really good run. Yeah, because I remember before Marvel started coming out with these movies, the most superhero movies were crap.
1: They sucked.
0: Like you had your classics in the 80s. Yeah. And then through the 90s there was just like this void.
1: Oh, the of 90s. Shit. 90s superhero movies are terrible. There was, was there, were there any good ones from the 90s? 90s had Action movies. Action 90s movies. Had good action movies. Anything from the nineties with Christian Slater in it or John Travolta. <laughs> 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 Any of those sort of people.
0: Yeah. Point point break. Oh, point break. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, me- the nineties was
1: the golden age of Keanu Reeves.
0: Oh, uh, Keanu like culminating in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's I, a good film. I have never seen the third Matrix movie. Yeah, not missing out on much. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> that's exactly what I've heard. So what I'm thinking is I'm gonna be underhyped. When I yeah. see it, and I'll probably enjoy it. It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I pretty much, I watched... The, the Matrix experience was kind of like, um, you know, the first one, obviously, amazing movie. Mm. I barely remember the second one. Um, I know I saw it, but I just can't remember what happened in it. It's been ages. But the, the only
0: thing I can remember about the second one is that they went in to a city. Yeah. That's all I can remember. <laughs> yeah.
1: Remember after watching the third one, I watched it, and I... Kind of, you know, kind of enjoyed myself, you know, watched the movie as you do. And then the credits started to roll. And I just thought to myself something like, I have neither wasted nor enriched my time.
0: <laughs> so it was just content watching, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's good.
1: It's enjoyable. I mean, it's a fun movie, but um, it, but ju- it doesn't stack up against the first.
0: See, the same thing happened to me when I went and saw um, Terminator Salvation.
1: Yeah, I still and haven't seen that.
0: I loved it. I thought it was fantastic, but all the people because we went as part of part of a work function to go see it. Yeah, and everyone was so disappointed with it. They were expecting this big, massive Terminator (laughs) movie, and I'm like, I thought it was fantastic because it was the first time we actually got to see in the war. Yeah, yeah. It was like the hunter. It it went from the opposite of the hunter became the hunted kind of. Yeah, and I really, really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I'm like I'm keen to watch that. I like the. I mean, I'm of the personal opinion that Terminator Two is the best movie ever made.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you.
1: Uh, Terminator Two and Spider Man Two are the best movies ever made. I know I'm going to get some controversy for that.
0: Yeah, I'll see. I'm I, I'm not, not going to agree with you on on Spider Man Two, um.
1: <laughs> which is which is the right thing to do. <laughs> I used to I used to on uh, on my other podcast, The Weekly Forecast. Um, plug plug. Uh, <laughs> Uh, weeklyforecast.podbean.com I used to say as a joke uh, nearly every week that Spider-Man 2 is clearly the best movie ever made and then it was after about six weeks that I realised I'd started being serious
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was definitely better than Spider-Man 3
1: Oh, yeah, um, Spider Man 3 was dirt.
0: Emo Spider Man.
1: Emo Spider Man. Yeah. That's the funniest scene in any movie.
0: <laughs> that, that, the whole dancing I mean, scene.
1: <laughs> oh, the dancing scene was trash. <laughs> that was trash. The funniest scene in any movie is when Peter Parker's walking through that alley and he catches his reflection. He's like dyed his hair black and he catches his reflection in like that mirror in the alley or whatever. And he just goes and combs his hair across, <laughs> the, doing the emo fringe, which signifies his inner evil. <laughs> just combs because, his hair up. And he's like, I'm bad e- now.
0: emo kids were so evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. They were always the most delicate <laughs> They
0: had to go home and cry underneath their pillows Because someone said they were emo Yeah, AFI that AFI
1: was a shit band
0: <laughs> 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 Oh no, it's My Chemical Romance
1: Oh, what a shit era, 2006 <laughs> I remember I was at a party and it was I've always remembered this because I thought it was so funny It was like March or April 2006 I was at this party, and this kid's like, "Yeah, emos for life. We're gonna be emo. <laughs> emo's never gonna die." And then it was like, <laughs> it, it was like August two thousand and six, and there were no emos anywhere. It was it was hard to find an emo, and that was just a, just a couple of months later.
0: That's hilarious. See, see, I remember when I um I grew up. I was part of the metal the metal group. Yeah, and we had a few goths in it, and they okay. were doing they were doing the same thing, where it's like you know i'm going to be gothic for life <laughs> yeah. and th- and then they leave school and they join the public service and they're dressing <laughs> yeah. up in a suit every day <laughs> yeah. and they've become everything they hated yep <laughs> oh man
1: who is it who's got that great joke Famous comedian, they've got that great joke about. I think it's. I think You're it's really Oswald. narrowing it down there. Yeah. Who's yeah. that? Who's that famous comedian that does the joke?
0: You know, the one people laugh at. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's the. I think it's Pat Noswalt. Yeah, it is. It's Pat Oswald talking about how much it must suck to be a goth. I think it's Pat Oswald because every morning when you wake up, you got to be like, oh man. I gotta put all that shit back <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> it's a lot of effort to go to, isn't it?
1: Yeah, especially I saw a dude who had like ninety. And he was like, he looked like he was like fifty years old, and he had like fifty earrings in each ear. That, and it's just the effort every morning, this guy's got to put on a hundred fucking earrings. God, that, just see, to look like that would that take big me like of a three dickhead. hours just to do that because yeah. i would keep
0: missing the hole. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many of them. If you get one wrong, now, do they have to be sequ- uh, like, were they, were they in a specific sequence? Like- it was
1: just all along from the bottom of his earlobe, all along the outside of his ear. It was just as many rings as he could fit. That's, well, and it, it, I, I was physically upset by it. <laughs> 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 just by comprehending how long it must take to do that every day just to look like that big of a dickhead.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it takes dedication to be that big of a dickhead. Yeah, it does. I
1: mean, we get away with it pretty easily.
0: Yeah, but see, we're we're like we're like throwaway dickheads. Yeah, true. It, it takes no effort to be the kind of dickhead that we are.
1: Yeah, we're like the non-noteworthy dickhead. Not, exactly.
0: <laughs> we're, we're the kind of dickheads that people just go dickhead and then go on with their day, and it doesn't <laughs> yeah. affect them whatsoever.
1: Yeah, there's a, a specific part of the brain that's come about through evolution that allows people to naturally not be aware of us in yeah. public.
0: They they just have this 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 reaction where they just go dickhead. <laughs> and just yeah. keep walking on and they forget it ever happened. Right? Yeah. It just doesn't register.
1: That's why we could be really good at um at crime. We could probably commit major crimes like, you know, robberies and stuff like that, because when people question the witnesses, they're like, Oh, what did they look like? Uh-huh. And they'd be like, I oh, they were literally so non noteworthy.
0: Exactly. They were just so boring.
1: Even though they were robbing the place with a gun, I had no fact, reason well, to be inclined.
0: All I saw was just this gun floating in the air. I just couldn't <laughs> yeah, my brain
1: said dickhead <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't retain the just information
0: Everyone in the bank at once just yelled dickhead And then <laughs> just went on with their day <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh man I wonder if uh, If you were getting I've been talking about this on stage a little bit recently If someone approached you with a knife mm. uh, you're like in an alley Even if there's no one around looking No witnesses or anything And they said give me a phone and give me a wallet or something If you just said no You reckon you'd get away? You reckon they just leave? If they say, I, like, bro, I've got a knife, you just go, yeah, sick.
0: I think it'd be a 50-50. Yeah. Because it depends on the person that's holding the knife. Because they might yeah. just be using that as a threatening technique yeah. to make you piss yourself and give over your <laughs> shit.
1: When I was a kid, I was like 10 years old, and there was this kid in my neighbourhood who was like, he would have been 16 at the time, and he used to wait in this one particular alley every night, and then when people had come through, he'd have his hand, like, in his hoodie pocket. Just... <laughs> With his fingers like poking out through <laughs> the pocket going, it's a gun, give me a fuck, a wallet. And people would. That's crazy. <laughs> Mugged people with his little finger gun in his pocket because they didn't want to take the risk that it might be an actual gun. <laughs> so many muggers do that.
0: There's, there's this little shit that lives in my um, complex and he's, he's uh, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And he goes around to people saying, asking for donations, saying, <laughs> that, he, saying that they're for Helensvale High School. <laughs> <laughs> and people will give him money. <laughs> Even though he has no papers or anything, nothing for them to sign, nothing to prove that he's from the high school or anything, people will just give him money, and then he goes and spends it on lollies. That's
1: probably the kid who let me into the complex tonight.
0: Uh, is that a fat kid on a scooter? Uh, he wasn't on a scooter, but
1: he was a little fat boy. Yeah, that's him. And he was talking about how he knows everyone in the complex. Yep, Because I, I, I got the door code wrong, <laughs> and... um. And uh, he's like, "Oh, do you do you live here?" And I said, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to Chris's house." And he's like, "You're Caleb's dad's friend. I know everyone here." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Cool, man."
0: So <laughs> I'm 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 down with the tubster. <laughs> down right?
1: with the tubster. <laughs> that, that should be the name of this podcast: Down, down with the tubsters. Down with
0: the tubsters. <laughs> That's it. No more outcast rags. It's just down with the tubsters. Yeah.
1: I was in really good shape a year ago, and now it's just uh, the past six months just been going downhill. I do this thing where I'll eat, like, you know that bit that I do about eating party pies for breakfast at 3 p.m.?
0: That's true. That's incredibly that? real. <laughs> and then after, <laughs>
1: after I finish eating, like, six party pies, I'll just have a nap for, like, two hours, and it just I'm not digesting food properly.
0: <laughs> it's probably also the fact that you're having party pies and then a nap. Yeah, yeah probably, it's not, I'm not helps. eating, like,
1: healthy food and then having a nap.
0: See, I didn't start putting on weight until I got on my antidepressants.
1: Oh, okay. I was. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that happens.
0: Um, three years ago, I was fifty-seven kilos. Shit. I was being. I was told I was too. I looked like an AIDS patient.
1: Okay. I actually. <laughs> I think I remember you saying that, yeah. that when you started doing comedy, people would look concerned. Yeah. People were
0: concerned that I was ill. Uh, <laughs> and in that time, I have gained thirty kilos.
1: Yeah. I used to. Because I was a. Um. I was a fat kid in high school. I was. I weighed like ninety-two kilograms. And, uh, but I was short, so I was like, I looked really, really fat. too you're like
0: a, uh, like a, a ball? I was, uh, uh
1: I, I was well on my way to becoming a ball. It was as if I just like, you know, that fat look where, you know, when some people are really fat, but it's like that their skin is tight, like fatness, like basketball stomach oh, fatness. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't that. I was like, it was as if I'd stuffed cottage cheese into all my clothes.
0: Ah, uh, so you are like flabby
1: fat. Flabby, flabby fat. Yeah. And unfit. And, uh. Did they call
0: you Dalton Tubsty?
1: They called me Camby because, um, uh, yeah, because in grade eight, uh, my friend Jerome told this girl that I was Cambodian.
0: Oh, right.
1: and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> the fucking plebs at the high school I went to were too stupid to realize that I'm not Asian, and so they called me <laughs> Camby for, <laughs> for oh. three years.
0: Uh, yeah, it, that's, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was my I, I used to get called Mexican, actually. I've really? still got a friend who calls me a Mexican. <laughs> you don't really look Mexican <laughs> no, when, it, when I was wrestling Because I had a tan Okay And he'd, he'd call me a dirty Mexican And because whenever I would go somewhere If we are going to watch a movie or anything I'd always get myself into this most relaxed position I could Yeah So I became mucho relaxo
1: <laughs> Mucho relaxo
0: <laughs> And, <laughs> and then, I, then I So I just I just ran with it And then at one wrestling show We had this new guest announcer Who was going to yeah. look it Because it was a charity A Charity show, and so he goes, he comes up and he goes, Where are you from? I'm like, Oh, I'm from Mexico. (laughs) Oh, where about in Mexico? Oh, Mexico City, (laughs) and and I'm just staring at him. He's just like, Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And he he actually announced me from Mexico City, Mexico.
1: That's funny, man, even though every other show I've been announced
0: is from Canberra, from Canberra, (laughs) from Mexico City.
1: (laughs) That's really funny. I'd love to come up with like different backstories. For, I mean, I guess I've already kind of got a backstory just with the whole, you know, Dalton Whiskey stage name. The Dalton but, Whiskey
0: um, and, and his innumerable kids. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that may or may not be real. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I love using the name Dalton Whiskey because it's a cool sounding name. And then I get up and do like all my fucking anxiety-ridden depression yeah. material.
0: <laughs> it's like the complete opposite of what people expect when they see the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does
1: anyone have a gun I can borrow? I only need it for a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll get it back.
1: Yeah, I used to... Because I was a fat shit when I was a kid. And like... I was one of the kids who like... I was I was in the jazz band in high school. So I was like hanging out with all the band geek kids and everything. Who They were the best. The band geeks are the best kids to hang out with at high school, man. Uh, but um, then I sort of started to... Gained popularity towards the end of grade eleven and started grade twelve, and then grade twelve was just—I barely remember it because it was just parties all the the time. But um,
0: high school parties were the best.
1: They were. There's nothing like them. I miss them uh, chronically every day. Adult
0: parties are just not the same. And the older you get, the more lame they become.
1: Yeah, and like, I in my heart, I'm a fucking—I'm a party animal. I've always loved, always loved partying, Um, and uh, like it used to be. You know, high school parties, you go, and the aim of the party is to drink as much as possible. If you're into it, do whatever drugs you're into. Have sex, you know, make new friends and all that. I went to a party a couple of months ago, and uh, and I got judged because I had a third glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what has happened to you people? Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's like, I'm, I'm at the age now, because I'm a, quite a bit older than you. Yeah. I'm at the age where pretty much everyone is married and has kids. Yeah. So everyone's idea of a party now is, let's... Let's have a dinner party, <laughs> yeah. or or it's a kid's birthday party, and if you show up to a kid's birthday party trashed, you do get judged.
1: Yeah, I was I was there for the end of it, for the end of my party era. I was at a party at this house, and uh, and there were a couple of people playing Guitar Hero, like you know, kind of standard stuff. And then um, the girl who was hosting the party came out with a cheese plate. And I was like, it's all done, mm. it's all over, it's the end, end of the that end of the, the glory end. days. <laughs> But yeah, it went back when I was a fat shit because what was keeping me uh, fat and antisocial was, um, uh, like you were talking about anxiety, like chronic, terrible anxiety and like depression and shit. But I was also playing World of Warcraft like 15 (laughs) hours a day. And I was like hardcore WoW (laughs) fan, like, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with World of Warcraft. It's not addictive. Now it's just a really great game. And then I... Quit playing it forever And then over the next six months I lost like 26 kilos And gained like 50 <laughs> friends Got a girlfriend <laughs> so, And just started partying Like fuck
0: <laughs> Yeah I think World of Warcraft I never actually I, I think I played the demo of it Yeah um, I, I don't get into much multiplayer Yeah Really it, it
1: used to be so good It's just not the game That it used to be anymore They've made it too easy
0: Who did I see? Someone made a post about it Today
1: yeah, the uh, the new uh, expansion for WoW came out today. Um, Increases the level cap to one hundred and ten. How much? <clears throat> how much time do you have to invest to make a level one hundred and ten World of Warcraft character?
0: That's a lot of time. That's. I mean, I, again, I don't. I haven't played the game, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. You could, there's a function in it where you can type um, slash played, and it t- it tells you how long that you've spent in game.
0: I'm sure that, that depresses a lot of people.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's not like how long you've owned the game. It's the time that you've been logged in, in the world of the game. And I, I did it once towards the end of my wow playing career. Cause it really does become a career <laughs> that, that you don't make money from. <laughs> i hit like slash played and it said like 42 days or something like oh that. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, I could have learned a new language in that time. I could have <laughs> learned a new
0: instrument. There's <laughs> a lot you could have done with that time.
1: <clears throat> yep. I could have spent 42 days with a girl.
0: <laughs> no. But no, got to grind, got to
1: grind, man. Got to get my new PVP gear. Got to pawn noobs.
0: I need more experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and I swore that I would never let that happen to me ever again And two days ago I clocked 800 hours in Daisy. <laughs> You're I on ha- your way And I You're have on your no way. regrets for that Because that's the best game that's ever been made And it's the best game that will ever have been made
0: Oh, see, I'm going to disagree with you very strongly on that one
1: <laughs> What's your favourite game?
0: My favourite game ever is a game not many people know Okay it, it was on the Super Nintendo It was released towards the end of the life of the Super Nintendo was an RPG called Terranigma. I don't
1: know if I know that.
0: No, it was such a fun game. <laughs> basically, the whole story was that you're in this small village and then you unleash this... You open this box and everything goes to shit. But you actually have to resurrect the world. Okay. So you start off in... Basically, you're underground. And then you've got to go through these towers. And every time you defeat a boss in a tower, you unlock or you resurrect a continent. Okay. And then once you've resurrected the continents, you go onto the planet, onto the surface. Interesting. And then you basically have to help guide humanity and you have to bring back the animals and the vegetation.
1: That's a cool premise, man.
0: It was a really fun (coughs) game.
1: I used to to play a game on uh, Nintendo 64 that sounds... Similar sort of premise. Did you ever play a game called Body Harvest?
0: Oh, I love Body Harvest. Yes, <laughs> that was such a good game. That was
1: amazing. You're the only other person I've spoken to about it who knows it.
0: That's, I used to hire. I never owned it, but I used to hire it all the time. Yeah,
1: I used to hire it all the time, and I missed those days, man.
0: It it was such a fun game, and it was so hard.
1: Yeah, I uh, I had my mind blown with nostalgia recently. You know how like it's just the little things that get you with like nostalgia.
0: Mm. <coughs> I went into a
1: blockbuster, which somehow is still in business. I went into this blockbuster and I went to like the video game section and it just made me flash back to because now, you know, you just go to like I work and shit, so if I want a game I can just go and buy it. Yeah. And uh but I I saw the um like the, the game cases with the other cases behind them. And it just made me flash back to being like 15, going into the <laughs> when you want to get like a, a hire out of video game or whatever, and you go there and they've all been hired out. And you yeah, can't get and that's the, so disappointing oh, yeah. when you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: there was a Blockbuster video up here up until a month ago. It just yeah. shut down. Yep. And, um, and now, in place of it, there is a Blockbuster vending machine. <laughs> That's incredibly That's, it's sad. It's been
1: downsized, oh, incredibly. No, I don't know how those vending machines are still even in business. I've
0: never, I've never hired anything from a yeah. vending machine.
1: And now, I, I used to live in Narang until uh, until earlier this year. And um, and in Narang, there's which the blockbuster's just closed down, but it's like it's only just really recently closed down. It's a blockbuster next to a red rooster.
0: I'm like, how are you staying in wow. business? <laughs> Cause it, that's the thing with with Red Rooster is you either see no one there, or yeah. the drive through is just packed. Yeah, yeah, and that's it.
1: It's yeah, it's mind blowing.
0: Yeah, but <clears throat> I, was, I, I miss the days of going to the video store to hire a game. Yeah.
1: Oh man, I was I was really broke when that Blockbuster was um, going out of business, which sucked because um, they were selling. They had all this like cool like memorabilia that they were selling. So they had like these. Um, it was like even like bigger than. A three, but like these really nice ornate like um, framed posters of like the like an original like Pulp Fiction. Oh, nice. Poster from like back in the day, and like all these iconic movies, and like they had like this cool Citizen Kane poster. Which who's still watching Citizen Kane? But um, <laughs> what they they had this, which I would have bought any day of the week, and I'm pretty sure it's gone now. It's a life size like uh, life size like not paper mache, but like um, synthetic. Full on, like you wouldn't believe it. Um, my Halo Two Master Chief,
0: oh, no. holding the That's...
1: the two SMGs, and it was only uh, like two hundred dollars. Oh, I thought, fuck, I would have bought that every day of the week, but I just didn't have the cash. Oh. And then by the time I got back there, it was gone. How cool would that be to have a full life size Halo Two Master Chief in your house?
0: You just set him up at the door, so whenever people open the door, he's just <laughs> yeah, just pointing guns at him.
1: Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Halo Two! I loved Halo Two back in the day.
0: See, Halo, I absolutely, I, I got so into Halo 1. Yeah. I absolutely loved it.
1: I you know, I was originally a PlayStation 2 kid and, um, and you know, loved my, my PS2 and everything. And then uh, I remember I went to my friend's house, uh, my high school friend's house for the first time and he had an Xbox and I'd never played an Xbox before. And then he put on uh, Halo 1 and we played uh, the first couple of levels co-op. And then the next day, I went to EB Games and I traded in my PS2 and all the all the, all the pocket money that I had, and I bought it's a all um, gone. yeah. I bought a Halo One Special Edition Xbox that came with like the special like uh, Halo controller. It was like my prize possession.
0: That's, I've actually got a an original Xbox over there. Really? Yeah. Shit. Um, picked it up from Cash Converters for thirty bucks.
1: That's a steal.
0: Got it home because I still I've still got all my original Xbox games.
1: Yeah, I've still got a couple. Um,
0: and I thought, okay, well, you know, now I can play them, and. Loaded up, it's modded. Okay. It has like yeah. fifteen games on it. I think. That's good. It actually it has Halo Two on it, and when we opened the the disc, there was a Halo Two disc <laughs> there as well. <laughs> Shit. I'm like, what a steal.
1: Yeah, I changed my mind by the way on what the best game ever made is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elder Scrolls Three: Morrowind.
0: So I haven't played Morrowind. I've played um, Oblivion and Skyrim. Yeah. Skyrim is my favorite. Yeah. Out of that, I still play Skyrim. Um.
1: Skyrim Skyrim's great It's I a made, solid game
0: I made the mistake Of trying to play Oblivion After Skyrim
1: Yeah You and can't do that The no. procedurally generated Environments in Oblivion Are disgusting Yeah <laughs> it's The uh, what's, what's it called um, The load in On uh, oh, What's it called There's a technical term That I'm Forgetting no, I don't know. I've lost it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah Obliv- Oblivion was a lot of fun at the time, but it mm. just it dated really quickly.
0: Yeah. Well, the one thing that annoyed me is because when I was when I play Skyrim, I play as an archer, and you know I get my sneaker Good choice, really yeah. high and just just basically just pummel people from from afar. And I tried to do the same thing in Oblivion, but you can't sheath your arrows. Whereas oh, yeah. in, in Skyrim, you can put your arrow away. Yeah. And put your weapon down. Whereas in Oblivion, you have to let go of that arrow before <laughs> yeah. you can do anything. Yeah, that's so, right. I forgot about that. So I end up spending most of my time just pointing the arrow at the ground, letting it go, and picking the arrow back up again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. I used to have
1: this collection of um because speaking of uh of uh, like bows and arrows in Skyrim, incredibly satisfying, incredibly satisfying gameplay when you get like that good shot. I used to have this like photo collection on my phone of just. Really gnarly shots that I'd made. It's kind of like arrows like going through people's like
0: eyes. I just love the ragdoll physics that happen once you, when you get that last hit and you have the kill cam that follows yeah. it through, and then you just see them just like smash into a rock or something. Or yeah. you, if you if you you get them on the top of a tower and you just watch them fall. Yeah. It's, I, might it, might it, this is this is how fucked up I am in the head. <laughs> Is it? I would even commit suicide in Skyrim just to just to watch it. Yeah. I'd get to the top, try and get to the the top of the biggest thing I could I could find, put it into third person mode. Yeah. And just jump.
1: Yeah. And that was the first thing that I did when I got uh, my copy of um, GTA V. My first copy <laughs> of GTA V. First thing I did, I uh, went, uh, found out where the airport was, went straight there, flew a plane up as high into the sky as I could, and jumped, jumped out with out. no parachute.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do that all, <laughs> like, like you know um. GTA Online Yeah And you got daily objectives Yep um, There's, there's I, A lot of times You get the objective Where you got to parachute From a certain height or, Yeah uh, I had I had a couple of goes Where I was I'd get up in a helicopter I'd jump out of the helicopter And the updraft Would just send me Straight into the propellers <laughs> <laughs> So I'd have to then go Get in the helicopter again Fly all the way up It happened again I don't know why <laughs> it, was just, it was just that day I was just dying by helicopter Yeah
1: <laughs> Speaking of dark things in uh, in video games, have you seen the Skyrim guy who has like his murder house? Yes, where yes. he just killed all the women and like just like this guy because he can get like uh, uh like wives or whatever and and companions that follow you in Skyrim. This guy's just over time lured these women into his mansion in Skyrim and decapitated them (laughs) and he's taken like all the books and flowers and stuff like that off the shelves and just put their heads in there as decorations (laughs) and like the dining room table has like in all the chairs just these headless women sitting there (laughs) at like this morbid dinner (laughs) it's like it's absolutely absolutely the behavior of a fucking psychopath but but there's something really funny about it (laughs) because you know how hard it is to to drag bodies and stuff in Skyrim and get them in a position that you would want them to be in so it,
0: it is a real pain and yeah. half the time you accidentally do it when you're trying to pick up something Or yeah yeah. I was actually well, I was playing um, No Man's Sky and I had to kill a creature because it was attacking me and my instincts from playing Skyrim were to go over and check the body <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you can't do that in No Man's Sky no <laughs> but this is how much I love Skyrim is I've got it on PS3 I end up buying it on PC because I wanted to play around with all the mods yeah and I have pre-ordered it for the PS4
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, fuck yeah.
0: It's probably as, as far as modern games go. I think it's 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 my favorite modern game.
1: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I used to. Oh fuck, my last Skyrim character that I had. I loved it because um, I I did uh, enchanting for the first time. Mm. I made it like a um, I was like illusion, conjuration, and enchanting mainly. And um, so you know when you join the Dark Brotherhood, how you get you wake up in that. Cabin and you have yeah. to kill one of the three people mm-hmm. or whatever. I killed all three of them and took the um, execution hoods that they wear. Because they're, they're the only... That's the only way that you can get execution hoods in that game. Okay. So I got them and then I just stashed them in like my bank chest wherever in the, in Whiterun. And then once I got my enchanting up to 100 and I could do double like effects. So you can enchant stuff way stronger than gear that you'll actually find in the game. Yeah. I, um, I got like the execution hood and made that like double all my um, conjuration and like evil magic and (laughs) shit. And I killed... the emperor and enchanted the emperor's robe with like to, to boost all my other shit and then killed <laughs> like killed Ulfric Stormcloak and wore like so I, I just every item of clothing I had except for the execution hood belonged to someone really powerful <laughs> oh. and after I before I'd kill them I'd soul trap them so I enchanted the gear with their souls oh that is epic and yeah, so all that of my gear so was enchanted epic. with the souls of the most powerful people in the land and I would just go to small
0: towns and just rain hell. <laughs> <laughs> That is epic. That, that, is a, that is a lot more exciting than what I did.
1: <laughs> it, it took so long. It was like three months of playing, like worth of work just to get the skills necessary and like to complete the quests that, that let you like have access to be able to kill like these particular people.
0: Uh, <clears throat> see, I, I, I played as a mercenary. Yeah, a mercenary. Oh, yeah. A, Anyone who wanted me to kill something... I would yeah, do it.
1: That's, that's usually that's... my play style in anything open world. And like it was the same with um, Fallout 4. Mm. Wherever the profit was, whatever benefited me yeah. the most. I In Fallout 4, I, um, I found there's a vault. I can't remember the number of the vault. But there's a brother and sister couple down there. And I met the sister... And she said,
0: can you help me? And he's a junkie and you you can go back every day and give him drugs. He's a jet junkie.
1: And she was saying, can you please help my brother kick his habit? You know, I'm worried he's killing himself. And I looked her dead in the eyes and said, of course I can help you. I'm only here to help. And then he was standing right next to her. So I just broke conversation with her. Turned to him and was like, do you want to buy all of my jet? And he's like, <laughs> yes. And uh, and he became one of five or six people who every day I could go on a rotation <laughs> around <laughs> just, these particular towns to and it. sell jet. All I was doing was like, uh, once I'd set up my, um, what do you call it? My camp or base or whatever it was. Mm. I had the cooking station. So all I would do all night is cook drugs.
0: You were living Breaking Bad in Fallout. Uh, yeah, in I was. Fallout.
1: I, I was playing as a uh, as a mad chemist, and um, I had like I chose to have like really high uh, intellect and like wisdom and shit like that, um, but I had like really low strength and low like endurance and things like that. So mm. my my character was was heavily reliant on constantly being on yeah, whatever drug. drug boosts the skill that I needed that situation. <laughs> so like and my strength value was like four or something really tiny like that. So I'd get into a fight. with someone, and, you know, I'd run out of ammo or something, so all I'd have is, like, a wrench with a spike on it, and just go, oh, shit, all right, well, I need a strength level of, like,
0: nine, and just go, boot up the drugs, and then just (laughs) smash people. (laughs) See, Fallout was a game I would always... Because I played Fallout from the original Fallout. Yeah. And I found out quickly the addictions that you get to the drugs (laughs) early on, so every single Fallout since, I have avoided or used the minimal amount of drugs yeah possible I, I always
1: went the other way <laughs> you, you, you can make that um you can make that drink in fallout 4 that clears all addictions completely oh, that's yeah and so and because i i was really good at like scavenging for ingredients and like and i had the high like crafting levels and like intellect so that i could make these things I constantly always had like 30 of these cure addictions completely things so I could just boot up any number of drugs as often as possible and then this the second it became a problem I just go nope nah,
0: all clear, all clear. <laughs> <laughs> jeez that's um, did you did you ever use the glitch that was in like the first before they patched it in Fallout where you could get unlimited basically unlimited money
1: no i remember hearing about that it was
0: it was a glitch where you could you go you go to a vendor and you'd, you'd have to pick a specific um, type of ammo and you'd basically put it into your, into your inventory, like you're going to buy it, and then you'd yeah. give it all back. Okay. And it would always leave one in your inventory and you could sell that back to them constantly. Oh,
1: okay. That's interesting.
0: <laughs> so you could just do that until they, all their money had been passed <laughs> on to you. And I, got, I basically used that just to stock up on Stimpaks. Yeah, because like, the they're going to patch it. I need to take advantage of it while I can.
1: <laughs> that was the other good thing about playing as a mad chemist. Like they could, Looking back, that game is heavily broken.
0: <laughs> I <that, like>, constantly,
1: <laughs> I would go into my inventory and I would have like 94 stimpaks. I'm like, there's no threat in this game that can no. stop me anymore. No, that's I think the... that's why I stopped playing. Is it stopped being compelling because I was just this force.
0: Honestly, I was, uh, compare it to Fallout 3, I mm-hmm. don't think it was as good.
1: Nah, Fallout, Fallout 3 was one of the most amazing games that I played.
0: Fallout 3, I actually still play Fallout 3. And I still haven't explored it's not everywhere.
1: Bad. I nearly bought it last night, but I got Counter-Strike Go instead.
0: <laughs> bad choice. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's
1: on Steam for like something like $5 or
0: something like that. $10. Yeah. Really? yeah Fallout 3. That's all right. But like I, I mean, I still play that game. I still haven't discovered everything. Um, but I found in Fallout 4, I've, I can't find anything else. Yeah. I've explored the whole thing. And I just find that it, it feels really small. Whereas like Skyrim felt in really large, Fallout Three felt yeah. really large. I find Fallout Four feels really, really small compared to them. Yeah,
1: I um I, in games like that, I really try to, especially when there's it's still got a wow factor and like I'm still discovering things about the game. Mm-hmm. I try to avoid fast travel because I feel like it just it compresses the world. Yeah, makes it seem much smaller than what it is, And especially things like Fallout Four. The um. The best parts of the game, for me at least, are like the dynamic events that you come across and you don't see those when you fast travel. You no, have to exactly. actually explore and
0: come across these things. So that's how I got my second dog.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah. That's that's sick. That's... um. I uh, I never progressed too far into the story about like the institute that makes like the synths and things. Oh yeah, see, so I finished but that. I had that. I was always my my character's end game. I knew from the very start of the game is that I wanted my character to work as a mad scientist for the institute. Oh. and I I don't know. Still to this day, I don't know if that's something that you can do.
0: But you can you can work for the institute. Fuck yeah, that's that's you what actually, I would have as, done. As part of the story, you actually, well, the part the way I played it. <clears> yes. Yeah. Once you once you actually get in with the institute you do start working for them.
1: That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely would have done that. I had that cool dynamic event just walking down the street. Last thing I was expecting and there's the guy on the ground going, no, 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 no. And the guy's got the gun to his head and you have to figure out which one's the real dude and which one's the synth version of him who's been sent to kill him (laughs) and take his place in society. It's, it's one of those moments I'm sitting there with a gun on both of them Like I don't know what to do I'm sorry <laughs>
0: It's that like classic, that classic action movie moment It's like shoot me I'll oh, shoot him he's the real me Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. oh how many movies have done that
0: uh, It's just I think Futurama ripped it off <laughs> At one point hey, It was like the first episode when they came back And um, Leela was fighting With a robot Leela
1: yeah, he, I remember she's that. Like,
0: shoot her. She's the robot. No, shoot her. She's a human. He's like, and Fry's like, I don't know which one to shoot. And they're like, we just told you.
1: <laughs> My favorite um, Futurama moment ever was uh, the one where Fry starts dating the uh, the Lucy Liu. Oh, that's a classic robot. Right at the right at the end when Lucy she's like robot. being deactivated, and she says, "I will never forget you. Memory deleted." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. And then Bender's got the real Lucy Lou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Memory
0: um, deleted. I was in, uh, I was I in
1: hysterics the first time I saw that.
0: Yeah. Right, well, the, the, the joke that made me laugh the hardest the first time I saw it on Futurama was the, um, the Smelloscope episode. Yeah. And and Fry makes a joke, as you know, just don't point it towards Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the professor goes, oh, don't be stupid. They changed the name of Uranus six hundred years ago to end that stupid joke once and for all. (laughs) What they change it to? (laughs) Urectum. Urectum. The first time I first time I saw that, I just I was on the floor. I lost it so badly. (laughs) Yeah, they have they've had
1: a lot of good language jokes in Futurama. I love the one. Um, Fry's got this girlfriend, and they use the time machine, I think, to travel. Like 2,000 years into the future, or 10,000 years into the future, or something, and oh, like, yeah. and the planet's all like barren and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and Fry's warned her beforehand that, like, the dangers of traveling that far into the future because you don't know if there's going to be a world there to actually go to. And what they just pop up in the time machine in like some hole somewhere, and there's no <laughs> society. And Fry just says, I don't regret this, but I both rue and lament it. Right. <laughs>
0: and it turns out they were just in LA, yeah, so. yeah that's right, yeah, it's just LA. <laughs> Oh, I miss that show so much. Yeah, that was a good show. I haven't seen that in years. I've got I've got every episode here. Oh nice. I'm a nerd. <laughs> anyway, I think that's that's all we've got time for. I we think have, so. We have made the hour. That went by really quickly. It did. It did. You oh. got you got any plugs, man? Uh, well, we already did that at the we, start. We, didn't we did we? our plugs at the yeah. beginning. If you want to hear the plugs, go back to the beginning and listen yeah. again.
1: I've got one that I didn't do. Uh, for any Brisbane people, I've got uh, doing stand up at Heya Bar on September 15, and Heya Bar is always a fun time. So that is come a down. great
0: place. I love that venue.
1: Oh, it's amazing. Come down and eat a cheeseburger spring roll. I've heard good things about them.
0: Do they have cheeseburger spring rolls?
1: Cheeseburger spring rolls. Apparently, it's their like signature dish, but oh. I usually just get ribs. I'm
0: gonna have to try that. Yeah,
1: forget. yeah. Apparently, it's a revelation.
0: So, Kate Rudge, if you're listening, I will. I will do Heya. <laughs> just just for the cheeseburger spring rolls. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great venue for comedy, so check it out. Runs on Thursday nights.
0: Yeah. So uh don't forget to go check out our website at outcastdregs dot com. Uh get, hit us up on the Twitters on Outcast Dregs and Outcast Dregs at Facebook. Um mm-hmm. you got a Twitter, don't
1: you? Yeah, it's just at uh, Dalton Whiskey. And Moles Whiskey with an
0: E. Yes. E E Y. E Y, yes. Yes. The, the proper the actual way of spelling whiskey. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> no, I, I feel really weird seeing
0: it spelt without the e. It feels wrong. It's because it is wrong. Yeah. Um mine you can follow me at C beg for mercy BE double G.
1: Yeah, and no S. we're going to be putting out a uh, a whole bunch of new content uh especially those are uh, the live shows that we're going to be doing and recording. Yep. Which, so uh, I'm really really excited to see how those are going to
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting journey, I think. Yeah, what it's, kind of
1: crowds we'll we be able to bring along, and
0: yeah, so we are we are also going to try and find a um a venue down here on the Gold Coast as well. Yeah, definitely. Which <coughs> easier said than done.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Getting putting things on in venues is far more difficult uh, than it sounds, which is why I have a lot of respect for uh, for Josh with based comedy.
0: Yeah, and the Gold Coast isn't the most cultured place. It's, no. Unless you're putting on a nightclub or poker machines, they really don't care about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Unless so you,
0: if you sell cocaine, maybe that's our problem. Maybe we need to just start selling cocaine. Through the podcast. Through the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start up a Patreon where anyone anyone who, do, who donates $10 a month gets a gram of cocaine. It's a gram of cocaine. <laughs> Did
1: you see the, uh, the coke bust that happened yesterday on the Pacific Pearl cruise ship? No. It was like $32 million worth of coke. Oh, Jesus. It was intercepted yeah it was like it that's one like, happy cruise. yeah, was it like ninety two kilograms of coke or something?
0: That's a lot. yeah, you
1: gotta you gotta feel bad losing losing that amount of money.
0: Yes, so, so that was someone's retirement fund. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: the uh, apparently the cocaine was not on board the ship at the time of leaving, but it did sail through Colombia. So
0: ah, I'm not insinuating s- anything, but yes, <laughs> I am. <It's> a, <laughs> just a coincidence, <laughs> yeah. This coincidentally
1: went through the cocaine capital of the world.
0: Well, you know, when you went in Rome. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for listening if you made it this far through. Yep.
1: All um, 36 people, including myself.
0: In fact, just Daltons are going to go home now and just listen to this 36 times. Just, <laughs> yep. just so we can catch up with this week's one. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Chris Begg. Yep, um, Dalton Whiskey, thank you for listening. Yeah, and we shall see you next time. Peace.
1: Peace.